Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Welcome. This is the Podcaster Community Show, short conversations that are not just about podcasting, because I like to take the scenic route. Our guest today is Andrea Wojnicki, Wojnicki, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Welcome, Andrea. Thank you, Craig. It is such a pleasure to be here. I was, let's let's have a pleasure ping pong match. Oh, it's my <laughs> pleasure. No, it's your pleasure. It's like a, I think about no, stop really. saying thank you, Craig. No, really. No, you go first. My father used to make a joke. Oh, I don't think I've ever said this on a podcast. My father used to make a joke that he was a one I got it guy. You might what? So you go to dinner with my dad. I mean, not the kids, but you know somebody else. And the check would come. My father would always grab his wallet, reach for the check, and he'd go, "I got it," and he meant it. If he got his hands on it, he paid. But if you went, no, I got it. He was like, okay, put his wallet away. There's a nice. one, I got it guy. I love <laughs> Never it. Paid for I love it. Because <laughs> people are always like, oh, I got it. He'd be like, all right, you got it. <laughs> and you could um, always say, on, I offered first. Yes, I offered first. And he meant it. I had, you know, he would pay. But yeah. So that, that I mean, people listening are like, what are we? <laughs> but communication, right? So communication for me is straight up a tool. It's super important. And I really think the hardest thing for me to learn was that in order to communicate well, I had to stop. I had to not be on broadcast. It's like a CB. You got to like let go of the, you know, let off the mic and let the other person talk. And I'm wondering the people that you coach, I'm guessing are more, um, experienced or more like they're already in situ. They're already like in some role and they want to improve their communication. And Andrea's nodding along yes, patiently I waiting for am. me to like, let go of the I... mic, <laughs> go with the key. <laughs> um, what do you think are the biggest challenge this is the biggest challenge for them? And how does that compare say to somebody who's starting out in podcasting Two very different circles on the Venn diagram? Wow. Okay. So I was, yeah, I was thinking (laughs) about this recently, actually about how my clients who come to me, there's definitely a significant self-selection bias. These people have a growth mindset and they are clearly ambitious Mm -hmm. and they, they know that they are probably done with their, the majority of their, if not all of their formal quote unquote education in terms of going to university or college but they also look around and they're like, I got more in me. And so they're focused on self-improvement and quote unquote soft skills of which a large part is communication. And very often they're looking around at who's being, who's, who's the A plus around them and what is different about them. And very often it is communication skills, right? So, so Mm. they are coming to me with this ambition and this desire to improve and focus on improving their communication skills. And and I I say to them, like, no matter whether it's confidence or storytelling or a specific presentation that they want help with, that we can work on a combination of mindsets and frameworks or tactics. So, and I was thinking about the frameworks or tactic thing with reference to your, your dad's rule about always offering to pay the bill first. This is actually a great example of, of something where he doesn't have to think about it anymore, right? It, it makes him <laughs> the generous guy. He gets on with his day and he has this rule. So I'm really encouraging those kind of frameworks or tactics with my clients. <laughs> That's a new one, though. I'll get the bill and then, no, okay, you, you can take it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's the ambitious executive that I'm coaching. And then you're saying, how does that, or you're asking, yeah, what's how the does comparison? that person 
compare. So I actually think did. About, think about somebody you saw in a pot, you know, in the, we met through the podcasting workshop. A lot of people on the show come from there. Um, so think about the people that you see where you're like, oh, I have, I have skills, but I'm busy learning, but I have skills that would help you. Um, but they're coming from a very different place. I mean, even if they are, uh, they can be senior management, but as a podcaster, somehow they, they put on the podcast hat and it's like, it's antimatter for their, they feel like, oh, I have no experience. Like for some yeah. reason, pretending the podcast erases all of their self, yeah. um, no, not self-esteem, all their, don't help me out. Self-reflection? Self-reflection? Nah, Self-awareness? Self yeah. I was going to say like, I have a certain level of, I believe that I can do this. Uh, you know, whatever you're talking yeah. about. And somehow yeah. they like, I can do this. And then when you say podcast and they go, Oh, I, I can't do this. That's interesting. It's right. like imposter oh, syndrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can, we can go um, into, we can go into confidence and imposter syndrome. Um, you know, I, I love this question. It's a question that I haven't been asked before. So I try not to say <laughs> that's a great question. And by the way, that's one of my pet peeves when I, when I'm interviewing someone or I'm listening to an interview is hearing people say, that's a great question. It's like, okay, <laughs> can we get on with answering it, please? So I try to save it for when I mean it, and I mean it. It is a great question because you're making <laughs> you're my me think. Evil, you're my evil twin sister separated at birth. <laughs> I have the same train of thought, except practice having practiced compassion, learning it recently. I now know why people say that. It's like a defense mechanism because they were expecting I like lull or lure people in with this coffee table, kitchen counter kind of conversational feng shui thing that I do. And then I'd be like, yes. And you know, where were you last Tuesday at 3 PM? And suddenly they freeze. Well, that's a good question. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So uh, yeah. I think I understand why. But it's I almost a, it's almost a crutch word, right? It's uh, yes. also it's so, but they're also being friendly and they're signaling that they're a positive, you know, it's a positive interaction, a positive relationship. So I, I understand it comes from, a positive intention. But your to answer your question, the podcasters that I've met are more of a diverse group, right? They they typically mm. have a passion or an expertise about something that is really an an inner drive, but it could be anything. It's not you know, it's not business, which is most of my my clients are are business executives. So it it is some sort of business, it's some sort of topic that they're an expert in that they want to share, even if it's fiction that they're podcasting, right? So it's, mm -hmm. it's some kind of inner drive. Um, and then I have to say, particularly with the uh, emerging podcasters, we'll call them, I put my marketing hat on because my degrees are all in marketing and I'm thinking, I'm thinking about their brand and I'm thinking about their target market and how they're promoting themselves. Mm -hmm. And then I'm also thinking about their communication. So how they're like, are they, when they start every episode, are they saying, tell us about yourself, Andrea? And I'm like, no, 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 that's not why people. Yeah. Oh, that's my, <laughs> you want to, so this is the part where on video, Craig goes like this. Just making yeah. sure I didn't wind up on my soapbox there unexpectedly. That's I funny. think that uh, I, I almost don't want to say this while we're recording, but I'm going to say it. When I catch anybody say, tell me about yourself mm -hmm. or Andrea introduced yourself. I'm just like, what you podcaster yeah. either do your job, yeah. which is best do that. I've, I've done a couple of these, not to this show. I've done like hundreds of other shows where I went through the experiment and realized the best way to do the introduction is to not do it, do it in post and record it because people squirm. If I have somebody help me write a really good three sentence, this person is better than sliced bread intro. And I read that and say, welcome, Andrea. People are like, 
they're like afraid to speak. So I sometimes think the best intro is the one that you don't make the guest even sit through. We just, I spent, anyway. Yes, so true but, confessions, Craig, my first few <laughs> episodes where I had a guest, they were seated across the dining room table from me and I read their bio while they were looking at me and it was like, oh, awkward. And after I did that, maybe three times, I said, I'm going to do it. a post-production intro. And, and I mean, we could talk about introductions for the rest of this entire episode, if you like, but, but I, I do that now where I, I call them bookends. So I have the introduction yep. and the conclusion, which I, which I record afterwards. And one of the key learnings that I have had, um, and I actually learned it before I started podcasting, and I can tell you a story about how a professor at Harvard Business School stood up and started yelling at me because I didn't do this. So that's when I really learned it. But if you, <laughs> whenever you're giving a presentation, I know it sounds repetitive, but you tell them what you're going to tell them, you tell them, <laughs> and then you tell them what you told them. And I'm like, <laughs> Churchill. So, so 29 year old me giving my first academic presentation, I'm like, no, that's boring. I want suspense. And meanwhile, the professor at the back of the room is screaming at me, Andrea, why are we here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There is a lot to be said for making mistakes and like learning how things are supposed to be done. And then after you understand how to do it, then go, you know, make your own imprint. Um, but I don't want to like derail this entirely. There's a, an, an opportunity here, like a relatively rare opportunity to go way meta on conversation. And yep. you you went like really close there by talking about oh, the first three episodes, I did this, and then I changed my behavior. And I love my my personal shtick is uh, ref, discovery, reflection, and efficacy. Long story about three why three words. But for me, the... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, uh, I have wristbands. If you'd like a wristband that say "Discovery, Reflection, and Efficacy" on them, efficacy is a problematic because some people under certain ages go "F a what?" <laughs> but anyway, really, okay. I, I I spend a lot of time thinking about how did that episode go? Why did that episode go differently? Or that really like the wheels fell off that bus? What happened? And and, and then trying to figure out can I make it better? And sometimes the answer is no. It's two human beings. So I, I'm kind of thinking. We could, and let's not, we could talk all about how to do good communication, but maybe it'd be more fun to talk about like ways that you can definitely kick the wheels off the bus in a hurry in like an informal conversational setting. I'm not really thinking like dinner party, but you know, these kinds of conversations that we're doing, like how could you mess this up really quick? Wow. Well, oh, okay. So can we just back um, up for a second? I would say one of the, one of the terms that you've just used, talk about evil twin. The term meta, I'm trying not to mm -hmm. use it because of Zuckerberg. Um, uh, yeah, no, we're taking yeah, it back. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. no, screw you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just we were using meta Facebook. long before you were born, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah. So, so given what I do, though, right? I talk about talk about talk about talk about talk. It's meta by definition, right? So, so here we are. Oh yeah, what's the name of your show? <laughs> My show's called. That's a good point. My show is called Talk About Talk, and it's on mm -hmm. all of the platforms. If you if you, if it doesn't come up, as it should come up if you Google Talk About Talk. But um, it's communication skills training is the subtitle. So the subtitle. And what's the domain name, the website for your training and your? Because the podcast is also available. If you just go to the website, you can just click. Yeah, everything is at talkabouttalk.com. Thank you for asking. 
Everything's there. Awesome. That's my job. So meta, ways to screw it up? So I, a couple times in the last month, twice in the past month, have hosted live Q&As, right? Mm -hmm. Where people are asking me questions, it's being recorded and, uh, you know, amplified. And it's a little bit nerve wracking. I'm quite confident with what I do. Uh, I, I haven't had imposter syndrome for a while. I can't say that I never did. I certainly did. But, you know, I kind of had to remind myself, um, you're going to be okay, Andrea. And I, the thing that really helps is having a growth mindset. And I coach my clients about this too. A growth mindset is a superpower. And specifically, mm-hmm. I encourage people in their minds to define a growth mindset as I know what I know and I'm keen to learn more. So you remind yourself of your expertise, right? So I'm a marketer, I'm a communication coach, I've done research on interpersonal communication and consumer behavior. I know that stuff. I can talk to anyone in the world about that stuff. It doesn't mean I'm not going to know more than them, but I can, I can hold my own. And, and I'm keen to learn more. So if someone asks me a question that I can't answer, I'm not defensive. I'm not closed. I'm, I'm growing and I'm learning and I can, however that comes out, right? It could be, I'm not sure, but I'll find out. Or it could be, here's what I think. What do you think about that? Or, hmm, I need to think about that, right? Like, so almost whatever you say, if you have a growth mindset, you're golden. And I, and I, I, coach this, by the way, to people that are junior, because sometimes, for example, if they get promoted to a position where they may feel unqualified and they go into a meeting and someone asks them a question and they're like, "Uh oh, I said, growth mindset, you tell them, I can tell you from my perspective of being whatever maybe their last role was, boom, 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 here's what I'd say. But here's, here's, here's what I'm thinking. And I'm curious what everybody else in the room says. And nobody's going to fault you for that. So growth mindset is key in, in any conversation. Hmm. I'm just going to press stop. <laughs> mic drop. I, bam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Drop your mic. Have a nice yeah. day. <laughs> so so while, you're, while you're thinking about that, Craig, I want to just add one other thing. And I haven't met too many podcasters out there that are arrogant, but you know, I have listened like, you know, in the community that, that we're involved in that there certainly are some, but we, we don't really hang out with them. That the beauty of the growth mindset is that it acts as like a, an equalizer in terms of like, if there's a continuum from being nervous to being perfectly confident to being arrogant having a growth mindset will keep you in that perfect equilibrium Mm. because if you have a growth mindset, you cannot be arrogant. Arrogant people are not learning. They're defending what they already know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a quote that springs to mind. I'm not going to bother digging for it, but it has something to do with, I just used it in another episode. I'm not sure if it was this show though, about in order, it had something to do with in order to be a good listener, you need to have enough space in your own head to be okay with, I don't know. Like if you're not Mm. comfortable 
in your own space, then anything Andrea says, I don't know where to put it. It's like trying to like the storage unit is full. Like this, this has to go outside. No, you can't. I disagree. But if the storage unit is this infinitely sized thing and I have everything arranged and I'm like, oh, this is nice. I'm having my cup of tea. Oh, that's cool. Bring that in. I don't know what that is. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I like that. Um, I'm slaughtering like the that. quote. The quote was way better than that, but it was an interesting idea that dovetails with what you're describing. Yeah. The other thing, so that's kind of a mindset that that very I very commonly um, talk with my clients about. And then in terms of at a more tactical level, I think tracking the ratio of the amount that I'm talking versus the other person's talking can be really powerful. And one thing that helped I'm me not, when I'm I was laughing at you, <laughs> sorry, I know, I know. I, just, I know why you're laughing. I, 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 these are about 20 minutes long. I just did one this morning for another show. It's basically the same length. And one of the things that I do, I don't have a step written down for it, but I zoom out. So the whole waveform fits on my screen when I'm all done. And I look at, I'm over here and the guest is over there. And then I sit there and go, yeah, Craig, why is there twice as much of you than there is of the guest in this episode? Yep. So like, you're, you I, are I, actually- Just look at it. Yeah. So you're physically <laughs> tracking the ratio. That's all, yeah. that's amazing. I mean, I just uh, try to get a read on it. And when I, I, was, I find- Go ahead. You're the guest. I just- uh, <laughs> No, you talk. No, you. Okay. So um, every time I'm, I'm a one, I got a guy. I offered, you said, go ahead. So I find that- Every single time I think these days I've found a mistake. Oh, too much talking, too many jokes, too much of this. I'm beginning to feel like, well, but in this case, in that particular one, I had a guest who wasn't super comfortable and they seem to get more comfortable the more I talk. So I'm like, all right, I'll just jump on the, on the comical, you know, bicycle clown wagon, you know, and do the thing. <laughs> Andrea's like, yes. So bingo, I think bingo, bingo. going back to that, like learning mindset you have to learn when the wrong thing is actually the right thing. And you can only do that by observing and being curious. Yes. Yes. But I, I was, I was shaking my finger because bingo, you just <laughs> like, said like, what, the research, I was getting... <laughs> what the research actually proves. The academic research proves that the more you talk, the more you like me. Yes. Yes. And uh, <laughs> someone in the career services office at my undergraduate university who they were giving a, uh, whatever, a lecture to us on, on how to get the job. And they said, here's a trick that you should just keep in the back of your mind. The less you talk in the interview and the more you get the interviewer to talk, the more likely you are to get the job. And I was yep. like, oh, that's a fun game to play. Mm-hmm. And I got, I got the job. I got all the jobs that I applied for. And I was like, I had questions. I, I was listening so that I could ask them questions about what they were saying and it's yeah well such a then there's that like, whole next layer of it's like what do i say so if i say oh my god andrew that's the funniest thing you've ever said yeah all right that's a little saccharine but if i go wait that's proof you know whatever and i say something specific that indicates that you just made me think differently and then i show you those cards by like what you just did over here and then yeah suddenly we're playing um tennis and the or the James Karst, Infinite Game. They were playing to make the game last longer as opposed to trying to win, which is right. what I consider a great conversation. Right. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, all of the tactics and the mindsets that that I would coach people on and encourage them to adopt, there's an implicit assumption. I probably don't say it often enough that you are being, uh, it's cliche, but you are being authentic. You're being transparent. You're being true. You're being true. You're not so... Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've been working a lot lately on um, 
helping people with their personal brand. And I've been thinking about it and writing about it because I just, I've witnessed so many transformations, so many epiphanies when people mm. are working with, with me on developing their personal brand. I'm, I'm starting to realize it's like, it's like this real, real superpower. And some people equate personal branding with self self-promotion or something that's not very <laughs> authentic. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, that is not what we're talking about here at all. <laughs> yes. People do that, but that's not what I mean. Yeah. 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 Well, the same thing with marketing in general, right? I mean, some people hear yeah. marketing and they go, oh, and other people hear marketing and they're like, it's just raising awareness. There's nothing. It's benign. Yeah. Storytelling. Exactly. Well, Andrea, I warned us as much as we could probably talk forever. <laughs> the 20 minutes has flown by. I just by. got started. Yeah. Well, there's <laughs> something to be said for this. Doesn't have to be our first. I mean, no, this is our first. Doesn't have to be our only podcast <laughs> conversation. We'll start another show <clears throat> called Talk About Talk About Talk. All right. Um, I'll just wrap up by saying thanks for taking the time. It was a pleasure to, uh, we've talked a few times, you know, but not like just us getting a chance to talk. So it was a pleasure to get a chance to talk to you um, without other people around about, he says, but it's a podcast, dummy, about something that we're both like really passionately curious about. So that was super cool. Thanks. Thank you so much. It was great to get to know you better. And I do hope we can do it again, Craig. <laughs>